Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that proves there's more than one way to make history. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're looking at a bizarre event in baseball history, the time when a player committed a fatal error in the outfield, literally. The day was August 4th, 1983. New York Yankees right fielder Dave Winfield was arrested for accidentally killing a seagull. The incident occurred during a game against the Toronto Blue Jays at the team's exhibition stadium in Canada. After warming up in the outfield just before the fifth inning, Winfield threw the ball he'd been using back towards the dugout and mistakenly struck a seagull in the neck, killing it instantly. The game resumed shortly after, and the Yankees went on to win 3-1, thanks in no small part to Winfield's single, double, and two RBIs, or runs batted in. However, the team's celebration was quickly cut short when Winfield returned to the clubhouse and found the Canadian police waiting for him. Fans had turned out in record numbers that summer to watch the Blue Jays, but they weren't the only ones. Toronto's population of ring-billed seagulls had risen dramatically in recent years, growing from an estimated 10,000 gulls to nearly 200,000. And because the ballpark was located just off the shores of Lake Ontario, the birds often flocked there in droves. Most would simply circle overhead until the game was over, and then swoop in to devour the food scraps left behind. Occasionally, though, one of the gulls would land right on the field, amusing the fans and annoying the players simultaneously. On the evening of August 4th, one particular seagull landed on the field early in the game and proceeded to stay there for several innings. Constable Wayne Hartery, the on-duty policeman that night, later commented on the strange occurrence, saying, quote, 
That bird had been on the field for three innings. It was just sitting there. It kind of looked a little sickly, to be honest with you. It was just moving slowly. Yankees coach Jeff Torborg offered a similar take. Looked like there was something wrong with it in the first place, he said. Didn't you see the way its feet kind of skidded out underneath when it landed? Sick or not, the seagull sat undisturbed until the top of the fifth inning, when the Yankees took the field and started making their customary practice throws. Then, just as play was about to resume, Dave Winfield threw his ball to ball boy Jeff Pinchuk at the right field foul line. Unfortunately, the toss fell a little short, and after bouncing once, it landed squarely on the seagull that had been sitting about 80 feet away from Winfield. The bird dropped dead immediately, and fans began booing Winfield and throwing rubber balls at him, assuming he'd hit the bird on purpose. A moment later, Pinchuk ran onto the field, covered the dead gull with a towel, and carried it away. The rest of the game proceeded as normal, but once it was over, Winfield was approached by Constable Hardery and several plainclothes officers. He was then placed under arrest for killing a ring-billed seagull, a protected bird under Canadian law. Winfield was taken to Toronto's Division 14 police station, where he was charged with causing the, quote, unnecessary suffering of an animal. That crime, essentially animal cruelty, was punishable by a $500 fine and up to six months in prison. In a gracious gesture, Blue Jays general manager Pat Gillick paid a $500 bond for Winfield's release. The athlete was released from custody at around midnight and was ordered to return on August 12th to stand trial. As for Winfield's victim, the seagull, it was collected from police by the Toronto Humane Society and then sent to the University of Guelph in Ontario for a full autopsy. Winfield spoke to reporters both that night and the following day, making it clear in no uncertain terms that he did not mean to harm the seagull. We were just playing catch in the outfield, he told reporters, and I turned and whipped and threw the ball to the bat boy, and I hit the bird. But it wasn't intentional. It was an accident. Sincerely, I would never hit an animal on purpose. Some Torontonians remained unconvinced but the vast majority scoffed at the idea of charging Winfield for the bird's death. Many felt it was an overreaction that would only make the city look like a joke, and even the Toronto mayor later admitted that things had gotten out of hand. Faced with this public backlash, the police and a senior Crown attorney started re-evaluating the case. They quickly determined there had been no criminal intent behind the Seagull's death, and in light of that, all of the charges were dropped. The results of the seagull's autopsy further justified that decision, as it turned out that Constable Hardery and Coach Torborg had been correct in their assessment. The bird had been quite unwell. The gull had reduced muscle mass and a bacterial infection in its wing, which may explain why it didn't move for three innings or even to avoid the ball. The report concluded that although the bird died from the blunt force trauma of the baseball, it almost certainly would have died anyway within the next week or so. To show there were no hard feelings, Dave Winfield returned to Toronto a few months later to participate in a charity dinner. He even brought along a special painting he'd commissioned to be auctioned off. It depicted a seagull standing in front of a red maple leaf, with two other gulls flying over the shore of a lake. At the bottom, an inscription read, quote, 
To the Canadian people committed to the preservation of their values and resources, David M. Winfield. The painting wound up selling for $32,000 that night, and the proceeds were donated to the Easter Seals Society, a nonprofit that provides disability services to children. In a fun twist, Dave Winfield would return to Toronto again nearly a decade later. By that point, he was nearing the end of his career in pro baseball, and while working as a free agent, he actually joined the Toronto Blue Jays. His one-year stint with the team made him a fan favorite, especially since the season ended with the Jays winning their first World Series championship. It was the only World Series victory Winfield ever got during his long career, as well as a happy full-circle moment for the man once branded as a bird killer. That said, it does make you wonder if the city would have been so forgiving if he had hit a Blue Jay that night instead. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way by writing to this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.